So yeah, tell the people about what you got going on. Oh, I'm glad to be here. I'm Keith Pro. I run Indie Band Guru for the last, I'm going to date myself, but it's been 13 years already. It's time flew. Started out as a basic music blog that just over the years transformed into, I do artist development services now. We do some management. We do a lot of, you know, bio writing, just kind of helping bands get their pieces in order to, you know, advance their own careers. Yeah, that's definitely, I can imagine people, you know, it's so much information these days to get just overwhelmed and get that that paralysis that kind of figure it all out and don't know where to begin. Yeah, it's pretty common. And that's one of the most important questions that most artists come to me is just what do I do next? Because there's so much content out there to, to oh, I should go in this direction, go in this shiny direction. But just figuring out what to do next seems to be the uh, most important piece of it all. What made you get started in, with this? I mean, just do your own thing. Like I mentioned, I, um, well, to take it back even further, for 14 years ago now, I joined the U.S. Army. And, you know, I'm from New York City, so born and raised here. I was in the Army, and then I got stationed down in North Carolina. And to say it was a different scene would be quite a <laughs> statement. <laughs> you know, I was used to, anytime I wanted to go see some live music, I would just go about 15 minutes from my house, and there was a million bars with a million musicians playing. Then I'm down in North Carolina, and it was just silence and just different. Never mind that country music was the only thing you could find down there at the time. But uh, so I basically put up a basic website from my barracks room, just looking for people to submit music, and I would write about it. Really just a way to get new music. And at that time, it was CDs. They weren't even able to send me a link. So people would just send me CDs in the mail, and I'd write about them and do it like that. And I grew that from you know, making relationships with these artists. And it was just, ah, you know, it's, it's tough to think back now. It was just so raw and ugly looking website, but it was right. what, kind of, what kind of got everything rolling and just fueled my thought that there was a lot of great music out there that no one has ever heard. Yeah, that's awesome. Like trying to fill in gaps, I think is the, the best way to go. Like when you see something that, that needed and I'm just trying to adjust as much as you can. I mean, you say like the website was, was crap and everything. It, people don't realize that not too long ago, the internet was not what it is now. <laughs> Very true. Oh, yeah, the technology moves fast and I still feel I'm always behind it. But it's amazing when I see what other people are doing. Oh, I guess I do know a little bit about it because I can get a lot of this stuff done. So, But it's another evolving thing, which, you know, we all got to keep moving forward with that as well. Yeah, just recently, like I, I came across this like math equation, I guess, for life and it's expression plus expansion. And it's like, as long as you're always expressing like your version of truth, you'll always be expanding into something else. You know, like life is meant to be progressive like the whole time. Because besides humans, I mean, humans were the only ones that can say like, ah, fuck it, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but the rest of life just... You know, they try to expand to their greatest self, you know, like a tree will grow as, as tall as it can. Yeah. Or, you know, grass will grow. Weeds will grow in between concrete just to, just to make it happen. Yeah, I could even add a great example of that that I experienced. I had a small little fish tank that I had a fish in for two years and he got to a good size, maybe six inches. Then I fell into a 125 gallon tank, this huge tank, and this fish rippled in size in the next year just because he had yeah. to grow. So, yeah, find that room to grow and keep growing. Right. Like even even when it's, you know, it's unsure and this and that, and it definitely I like after my injury and became a quadriplegic, my mind was just always working overtime trying to figure things out, you know, like, how do I do this now kind of thing? Right. 
as I've gotten better over the years and gotten a lot more ability back, I'm a lot more creative. I see angles that I didn't see before. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm more aware. I, I learn a lot faster. These hardships and whatnot are only ways to just propel us to keep us growing. Right. As long as you keep your mind open. I mean, lesser lesser men than both of us have just given up, so to speak, and just accepted, you know, what was given to them. But, you know, that's why I love talking to you and you're inspiring, let's say, because there's always ways to propel your life forward, if you're willing to put in the work. Yeah. And, and attitude is major <laughs> in that. that. That whole expression, I think it's interesting how as I get older, a lot of these cliches seem to be really true. You know, hard work pays off. <laughs> Seems simple, but it's so true. Yeah, it's so true. I know you're into music and you help other artists, but were you ever a musician yourself? I was. That was kind of another start. When I was younger, in my late teens, I was in some bands. And we got to the point of, you know, I was the keyboard player. I played some bass, but wasn't the greatest musician. But we got to the point where we went from New York. We toured the East Coast, went down to Florida and came back a few times. And, you know, it was hard work, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> and, you know, to finish that the story, the band was you know, decent music. Like I said, I wasn't the greatest musician, but I was the guy doing all the promotion, all the booking, all the marketing, and just took to that part of it. So, but then as time went on and the rest of the band kind of just took it as a hobby, we had to, you know, obviously separate. Still friends, still good friends with these guys, but that's where my passion, I guess, started for the other side of the music business, the industry side. It's amazing how, how one thing can just lead to another. You know, as you just said, eh, you know, I I'm not that great of a musician. I'm just going to give up. You never would have got those ideas and never would be where you are now. Yeah, well, the passion for the music was always there. So that's where it all, just having that passion from the start helped ev- propel everything. Are you guys, do you have like an office that you work out of or is it all online or what? I do. I do have a, an office, but it's just uh, basically the basement in my home. Not too many customers or clients come in, but yeah, it's mostly online work. A lot of a lot of phone calls like this, a lot of yeah, emails back and forth. And now we're in the day where texting everything. Like the artists I work with, when a question comes up, they can get to me, and I'll get back to them as soon as I can. Yeah, and I noticed too that like once I went the entrepreneur route, it's my wife just had to understand that like I'm always at work. Like if I'm awake, I'm at work. Right. <laughs> So there's a potential that things can come up because, you know, sometimes I'll do like little side jobs just to help people out while I'm running my own businesses and stuff. So, right, that's, but yeah, I mean, that's, you're that's what I fun, think that one of the big things it. for a, a good entrepreneur is willing to help even when it's not just I'm going to make a, a ton of money off this potential client. Like you have to be willing to help people first and then, the, you know, the rest will follow and fall into place. Because it's definitely one of those things where, like, you're constantly building others as you're building yourself. Later down the line, it's like, you you know, you got this huge network and people really vouch for you. Right. Oh, exactly. I mean, even just, you know, working with, you know, a bunch of bands and it goes both routes where, you know, I've had a great band I work with up in Toronto right now. And, we, you know, they're always willing to do what I suggest. And, you know, they just won Best Emerging Artist at Indie Week Canada back in November now before everything was shut down. But they're just nice. riding far. And then the other side of that coin is another band I was working with from Pittsburgh. You know, great music, you know, a, a duet, two two girls. And as time went on, we were three months into working together, they realized that they just weren't ready to put in the work that I was giving them. So it kind of in essence broke up the band. But it also 
you know, sped up the process of they're not going to waste any more time. I'm not going to waste any more time. <laughs> you know, it's like we got to that point a lot quicker by just putting in the work and realizing that they couldn't do the work at that time. They had other stuff going on, nothing against hard work, but they both had other businesses they were trying to put together. So, you know, it saves, saved them the stress of trying to drag something out that wasn't going to work at the time. Like a lot of people are afraid to reach out like a mentor or a business partner or, you know, someone like you to just like help them get to the next level. But sometimes that can work in their favor, even if it doesn't work out. It didn't work out for them to like build that band right now, but it did clarify things about where they actually were. Exactly. That's, that's it. Sometimes you just got to take someone else to kind of show you what the possibilities are and what the hurdles will be and what the reality is. Yeah, because a lot of people I noticed before I started my my clothing company, a lot of people that I knew, they're like, oh, yeah, I want to be a fashion designer. But they really didn't know what it took. They just like the shop. And I'm like, that's a that's a big difference. Oh, yeah. There's just a lot of that in this industry, too. I see people all the time that say, I want to I want to be an artist manager and manage bands. And then they realize all the hard work and hours that go into it. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I wasn't ready for that. So forget that. <laughs> Yeah. And like your name's everything, your name and your hard work is everything because you're essentially a nobody until you build something. Yeah, that's exactly it. But and at it, the same time, it's a long yeah, time to build. Yeah, You have to put that confidence in yourself, knowing that if you do put in the work, you can achieve what you want. But put in the damn work. <laughs> put in the damn work. It's nice. I, I see myself as like the superhero in my own story. You know, if this was a Marvel movie, they would probably just keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So. Right, got to get to that end. Got to get to that big climax. So keep pushing for it. Right. Because everybody, I mean, like we love movies like like Rocky. You know, it's a classic for a reason because he didn't give up when it was down and out. When he was sleeping in a shitty apartment and had no money. It was just him and his dog. You know, he, he believed that there was a reason behind it and he could get to where he wanted to be. Yeah, that's, you know, one of my favorite movies as well. I actually have the poster from the original movie on my wall down in my office right now. And the best part of that movie that I love to highlight that people seem to forget is at the end of the first movie, the first Rocky movie, he lost the fight. He didn't win, you know? Yeah. And he just, then obviously the sequels came out, but he didn't win. But he just, the fact that he kept pushing forward, it didn't matter if he didn't win that one battle because in his mind, he got to where he wanted to be and he can keep pushing forward from there. Yeah, he still got to be in a heavyweight fight. <laughs> which is, you know, the goal at that time was his goal. That after that, Rocky II, the goal is to win the championship, which he did. So <laughs> keep increasing your goals as well, and you'll see, expand your goals, and you'll achieve them. Keith says something amazing right there, that your goals need to improve as you improve. They need to scale up as you scale up. Yeah, I have, um, I heard this quote. can't really remember, like, the exact phrasing of it, but by Nelson Mandela can't move your spirit with small dreams like you have to have something big big enough to move you because if it's not you know when it gets hard and difficult and lonely you'll have nothing to keep you going there's no fire that's it i mean that's what you know take it back to when i start to work with an artist one of the first things we do is put our goals together and i you know i want to put that 10-year goal of like where do you want to be 10 years from now and at the same time i want that what do you want to do in one month so have those short-term goals to give yourself some wins that you can achieve. But behind that, always have that big goal that kind of seems impossible at times, but have that goal in your mind because that's what the will push the passion to keep going 
you know, as you're building those wins. People that are able to write down their goals are a lot more likely to achieve yes, them. Absolutely you know? true. That's, you know, on the same time, that's what we do. It's, you can't just talk about it. You got to put it on paper and something in there as you're writing it down or it just makes it more real, I think. Definitely. Yeah, it makes it more real. And then you can actually like see it. I think it's something about seeing things in black and white like that on the paper that helps you be able to come up with the actual plan. Everybody hopes for something. You know, everybody has ideas and things that they want. But I think Tony Robbins said, you get what you have to have, not what you want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like I said, when it's in front of you on paper, it's it becomes real if you really want it. So, yeah. Putting things down on paper saved me from a, a shitty relationship a few years back. <laughs> it was going sideways. And I'm like, man, Mick, maybe I should talk to somebody. Went to a counselor. First thing she did was pull out a whiteboard. And like, well, just tell me what's going on. And I let her know, and I was like, that looks so bad on paper. <laughs> you had to, I need to get out of here. We're visual beings, so seeing it actually in front of you instead of in your mind makes it, makes it real. <laughs> so what's keep, what keeps you going when it, when it does get tricky or you know, when business is slow, what keeps you going? What's your long-term goal? That's a great question. I mean, the passion of it at first, like, like I said, the passion for music has just been ingrained for me from... My mother used to tell me the stories that I used to lay on the shag carpet while she would play Pink Floyd albums and just beg her to put on more. So, you know, it was there when <laughs> I was, you know, a toddler. But this, what makes me keep pushing is just I get such joy out of first discovering great music and then helping an artist expose that music to others and seeing them succeed. You know, I, I take pride in, in like making that happen. And I've seen so many bands that have been struggling for years and just didn't have that push. And I came in and pushed them and it just exponentially, you know, their career kind of took off. And that's what, I don't know, maybe it's a selfish thing, but being a part of that and seeing success of others kind of makes me want to work harder. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I noticed too that like uh, sometimes the ability to like share somebody's success, being able to enjoy it with them is, is a great well, feeling. Saying, I don't know, I'm okay. You know, like I said, I was on stage as not the good musician. And now I'm okay with, you know, being behind the scenes and not being forefront when I see the people that I know and they know that we've done it together, you know, and my name doesn't need to be on the marquee, but that's just a, a vanity thing, I guess. I don't, I don't need that. I just need to know that we did this together and that's fine for me. That creative spirit is, is addicting, you know, to be able to create something and, or help somebody create something is like a real godlike quality because I'm a believer in God and that, you know, he is the ultimate creator. So whenever we create something for ourselves, I think it's rewarding on a whole other level. It's it's true. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's being, you know, I don't want to call myself godlike. <laughs> That's a way I don't want to go in. But at the same point of just being that knowledge that others don't have. And if I could help add that knowledge to them and they could go on where they want, that's where I guess it is kind of godlike. That always expansion. Exactly. So who's your support system? I know you got, you got your wife, but who supports yeah. you? Well, that's I mean, you know, talk about my wife. Now she supports me. Back, you know, six, seven years ago, she, she just thought it was a hobby that was taking up too much of my time. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, I, I'm not going to let anyone stop me, even someone close like that. So I kept going, and now she realized that, oh, it's, it's something that, number one, I enjoy doing. And then, number two, she saw that, okay, he is bringing a little income from it, so I guess it's worthwhile. <laughs> But, you know, my kids support me, too, which is, which is funny. It just happened two days ago. My little one, who's six years old, I don't know how it came up, but she's like, oh, daddy, you're the indie band guru. 
And I'm like, well, yeah, that, you know, <laughs> that's that's my company. She's like, well, yeah, but you know, the indie band guru is famous, and you're the indie band guru, and you're my daddy, and it just, you know, was so uplifting to me, you know, yeah, out of the minds of out of the mouths of babes, I guess, you know, it just was that inspiration I needed at that time. But even on aside from you know family, it's other people from the industry have really pushed me and gotten me to where I want to be. If I would say even four or five years ago, I was pulled in to do my first panel at a music conference in Pennsylvania and I was nervous I was scared and uh, I'll drop the name Suze Polinski who she runs the Rockstar Advocate another great resource and she's like you just have to do it just step up kind of challenged me and I did the panel and it was just I don't want to say life-changing but it's the point where I realized that all this knowledge that's in my head that I take for granted so many musicians just don't know made me realize how valuable I could be as an asset to the industry. And then between Sue's and other people I've met in the industry, it's a very, we work together, so to speak. It's not, we're all not trying to beat each other out for a next client. There's so much of the industry that's just like, Hey, you know, you could add this service. I could add this service and together we could, you know, help someone achieve true goals, gigantic goals. So that working together with the industry people has really pushed me and supported me. Yeah. And it, it's stuff like that. Like I, one of my business partners out in London, um, when we first started working together, he's like, you know, cause I didn't actually know where this project was going and, you know, wondering if I had enough knowledge. And of course you do. Like everyone can be an expert at anything, especially if you have passion for it throughout your life. You know, you've absorbed knowledge from all these places that you don't even realize until you got to do something scary, like be on a panel in front of, you know, hundreds of people. And you realize, wait a second, maybe I do know what yeah, I'm talking about. Took, you, know, you know, for the past, you know, four years now, I've been on like I do about four to five conventions per year. So it's and it just gets better and better. And I meet, you know, more and more people and we all work together. And it's it's just a, a great feeling, so to speak. Where you are, like you said, you've been doing it for over a decade. What would what advice would you give your younger self when you were first starting this off? Oh, the biggest advice is. Stop friggin' procrastinating and just dive in because it's just I put off for years even just updating the website because I thought it was going to be a little too difficult for me or or even like I mentioned being on panels. I just procrastinated taking that next step when, yeah, the next step isn't going to be perfect and you're not going to nothing's going to be perfect the first time, but just do it. Just drop in and you'd be amazed at how much further you can get if you're willing to just let go of those fears. Yeah, maybe it's Phil Collins, maybe it's not, but that song Free Fall, oh, Tom Petty, you know that Tom one? Petty, yeah. Tom Petty, yeah. It was like 2009, and I was going through a situation just trying to figure it all out and really procrastinate, you know, like you said, like knowing that I could do this, but I'm just afraid of mm -hmm. the failure of it all. And that song came on the radio, and like it was just, it hit me like a brick. It's like, dude, just <laughs> do it already. That's the power of music, man. Never doubt the power of music, too. <laughs> That's still like a really impactful song. And like whenever I think about, you know, when I first started and that song is always in my head, it's the free fall into it, man. Just, Just go, go for it. Because reality is you're, there's going to be failures and that's okay too. That's what, that's another part I would tell my younger self. Yeah, we're going to screw up and there's going to be failures and things are going to go wrong, but you could use that as a step to get to the next level. You know, you got to learn from failure. If you're not willing to fail, you'll never move forward. Yeah, definitely. You know, you hear stories of like millionaires and, you know, leaders that we all look up to like, oh, yeah, like I failed like a thousand times. Or, you know, they talk about Thomas Edison with the light bulb, you know, how many times that went wrong. before he figured <laughs> Or even, it out. you know, a sports analogy, Michael Jordan, you know, he 
didn't make his his varsity high school basketball team. You know, <laughs> yeah, got cut. <laughs> but he just kept pushing forward, and you know, he 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 also had. Uh, I'm gonna try to paraphrase his quote: something about I've take I've missed you know whatever I've missed a million shots, but it's the ones that I made, the shots that I made that made the difference. There's um a quote in my book that says like there's no progress until you find Absolutely. a weakness. Absolutely. I just had this conversation too. I'm sorry I keep going on tangent stories, but I've been writing reviews on this website for like I said over a decade now and I just realized I hit over it was like 2600 reviews I'd written. So I'm like, you know what? That's an insane number. And I went and looked at some of the early ones. They're terrible. <laughs> just the writing, the writing was <laughs> repetitive and boring. And now I look at the new ones, I'm like, I guess it's just that repetition of keep doing it, keep doing it. And you get so much better over time. Because I remember, because I just finished my master's degree in uh, Spanish literature last fall. I was looking at like the my first attempt when I first started the program, and, like some of the stuff I written. And I was like, what the hell am I talking about? Like it was just all over the place. And like the word usage was all wrong. I was not ready. I did not know what right, I was but doing at the back time, then. You thought it was good enough, which is part of the mindset too it's it's yeah it's just it is good enough at that time but if you keep doing it you'll get better which makes me you know think that like well if i'm i was that bad just a few years ago and i'm this good now like where am i going to exactly. be in a few years That's the big goals that i have start to seem more and more tangible because i am like progressing and getting better is keep progressing and you know and then the, the goals will keep changing too the goals will grow as you progress Definitely. So what do you got going on? What, what What's next for you? That's uh, ever-changing as well. I mean, like I mentioned, I've been doing artist development and some management, and it's been very kind of under the table, hidden. But now I'm kind of opening that up to work with more artists because I've just been working like one or two at a time to try to, I guess, learn myself too and focus on it. And now I'm doing a lot of I'm kind of updating my website to show everyone, hey, we're, we're here for you. And instead of just working with my inner circle, going to try to expand it to work with more and more people and help as many as I can. And I've expanded my team too. I brought on you know, two assistants. Do what I do, you know, at a smaller level. You know, the team keeps growing and the passion keeps growing and I want to keep helping more and more people. Well, I hope this podcast helped you to uh, get the word out and I'll definitely be sharing it on all our channels and all that I can. But where can people get a hold of you? Where can they um, get more information? First, uh, go to the website, www.indiebandguru. It's I-N-D-I-E bandguru.com and it's the same indie band guru on every social media platform i was lucky enough to grab to grab that name everywhere so everyone reach out to me through there or even you know reach out to me direct the email that i check most is just keith k-e-i-t-h at indiebandguru.com don't share that one with everyone except your listeners because that's the email my other <laughs> emails get swamped with you know a couple hundred submissions a day but that one i try to keep to the people that really want to work thing if someone's listening to your podcast they're serious about what they're trying to do so i welcome them 